The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Neal Clinic Chiropractor. Appreciate you having me on the Pensacola Expert Panel this morning. Oh no, thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. I always love coming on these shows. You guys do such a great job getting uh, guests and the the shows. It's it's informative. It's fun. I you know I just love it when uh, I have the opportunity to come up here and talk a little little bit about chiropractic care. And that's what we're gonna do this morning. We're gonna get into very important. It it changed my life. I gotta say, right right at the top of the show, like it's it's changed my world. I'll tell you. It really does. It's one of those things that, um, you know, you you don't know what you don't know. Uh, I, I really like that saying, because if you don't know what to expect or, you know, what it feels like when the joints in your body are moving the way they should, you know, I have people come in sometimes and they'll say, oh, I just have those normal daily headaches or it's, oh, it's just my normal neck pain. Well, you know, that's not normal. There are people that don't get headaches every day. Most people don't. And if that's your norm, and you haven't tried chiropractic care, you really haven't tried everything. And that's why I really enjoy coming on this show. I like to talk about different conditions, different therapies, different treatments that, again, maybe you haven't tried, maybe you haven't heard of, you haven't stumbled across the chiropractic world, and there is a lot of relief that you can get from the type of care that your chiropractor can provide. Again, my name is Dr. Ben McMillan, and I am a chiropractor as well as the owner of the Neal Clinic. We're located on Creighton Road, right across the street from that Walmart. So I got a few things that I want to discuss this morning, just things that have popped into the clinic over the last day or two uh, that we're going to get into. But if you're out there listening and you're one of those people that uh, has never been to a chiropractor and you've had a question, or if you've been to a chiropractor and you still have questions, send those questions in, text, give us a call. I'll answer your questions live on the air this morning. Where can they, uh, what's the number they send those into? Send them into our tip line, 437-1620, and uh, we'll get those questions answered on the air. So I know the last time I was on, I was talking a lot about the class four laser uh, therapy that we use a ton of. I got a lot of good, uh, there was a, again, one of the big national podcasts that Joe Rogan podcast had talked a lot about red light therapy. So I had a ton of questions about that immediately after it released more more so from my friends than anything that had listened to that yeah after you left the show that day i had so many follow-up texts after you left asking about it where they could you know find information on it if you you know how much you guys were doing of it all kinds of questions yeah it's uh it's gaining a lot of popularity Mm -hmm. in the health healthcare world uh because of how effective it is at treating so many different conditions because of the way it uses our body's natural healing mechanisms to help you heal without, there's not a lot of side effects with it, which is the difficult part, you know, with uh, medications. Some of these medications really have profound effects on our body, but they come with this enormous list of side effects, right? That part of the medication commercial that you hear at the end where the guy's doing the auctioneer voice and just talking about the the laundry list of side effects, everything from headaches to, I mean, sometimes I hear sudden death 
on there and you're treating, you know, wrist pain and one of the side effects of this medication you're going to take is sudden death. Uh, I'm, I'm out on that medication. But what I wanted to, to get to this morning, this, this thing happens in my clinic. When I get one case of something, you know, I, I treat a lot of the traditional chiropractic stuff. When people think of chiropractors, we think neck pain, we think low back pain. Um, maybe some people are understand sciatic pain is a, a lower back issue, but we also treat basically every joint in your body, any kind of musculoskeletal condition, there's a good chance your chiropractor can help you with. So things like plantar fasciitis, um, hip bursitis, things like that. But this weird thing happens in the clinic. If I get one case of something like that, like let's say plantar fasciitis, for example, I'll get five or six that same week. Uh, these people don't know each other. They're, you know, it's nothing that they're all part of the same running group and had the same experience. You know, it's it's so strange. And recently, what's happened is uh, a condition called an epicondylopathy. Jake, you you ever heard of this epicondylitis? Uh, not recently. No, it's okay. been a while since me and my friends talked, uh, yeah, the- <laughs> talked about it. You know, <laughs> yeah, understandable. If I if you had to guess where your epicondyle is, what uh, where Epicond- where are you pointing? Epicondyle. Head, back, mm. arms, legs, just, hands, toes. I would say head. Okay. Um, Epi- good guess. Epicond- it's Epicondria. it's part of your elbow. Your elbow. Oh, that epicondyle. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you. Most people probably haven't heard of that, but I bet you've heard of like golfer's elbow, tennis elbow. Mm. That's the traditional name for what this uh, epicondylopathy, which is a mouthful to say. Uh, that's exactly what this is. So your epicondyles, if you take your, you know, if you're driving in at a stoplight or if you're just sitting at home listening, if you put your palm in front of you face up and you take your thumb and index finger and kind of reach from underneath your elbow and, and grab your elbow by the sides like that. Where your thumb is, that's called your medial epicondyle, and where your index finger is, is your lateral epicondyle. If you're getting pain where that index finger is, you've got tennis elbow. If you're getting pain where that thumb is, you're getting golfer's elbow at your medial epicondyle. Okay, so what's weird is I play golf very poorly, but yeah. I have tennis elbow based on what you just told me because that really hurts. And that's the uh, that's the funny thing about this. Index. Most people that get this most of the time don't even play golf or tennis and uh, I can relate to some some bad golf as well yeah, but that, boy is it is it really fun. hurts wow actually that that's really bad yeah it's uh what this condition is is it's a um, a repetitive overuse injury again unless you're playing a lot of golf or a lot of tennis which or drumming re- yeah drumming drums. that's spot on that's probably where this came from more so than that uh your your golf game but what happens is we've got these uh, muscles that do flexion and extension of your wrist. And all of those muscle groups will insert. They kind of start at those epicondyles. So the muscles that make your wrist, you know, your palm go towards your forearm, uh, those are your wrist flexors. And they start at that medial epicondyle again, so where your thumb would be. The muscles that do wrist extension, where your uh, the back of your palm is moving towards your arm, those are called your wrist extensor groups. The, all of those muscles start where that index finger is. And what happens is you get this degenerative change in these tendons at your wrist level, uh, typically right there around your elbow. And that's one of the things that we saw a ton of cases this week. You know, I sit down and I have these meetings with my staff and I say, hey, you guys, what uh, what have we seen this week that's out of the ordinary? You know, what have we been treating? And one of the girls, uh, one of the therapist Lily said, we've seen a lot of those, uh, a lot of tennis elbow this week. Uh, what is going on? And again, it's, uh, 
all sorts of different things. We had people, I know pickleball has been uh, <laughs> one of the predominant things. People are playing a lot of pickleball. Uh, that's one thing that I've seen people have a lot of this tennis elbow result from. You know, uh, typically a lot of those backhand movements where you're getting, you know, you're not using your arm as much. You're kind of getting that wrist movement in there. That can cause that. Um, so now that we kind of know a little bit about this epicondylopathy, uh, golfer's elbow, tennis elbow, you know, how do we manage these cases? What have I been doing with these patients that have come in to the clinic with these things? Uh, number one, activity modification. The reason I bring patients in and we do this consultation, I spend about, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, depending on what's going on with you on that first visit is because I really need to assess what your symptoms are. What's causing this injury? Because like Jake says, he's got pain in his elbow, but just because you have elbow pain doesn't always mean that's what's going on. You can have pain in your elbow from a nerve that's being pinched and it's you know shooting down your arm and into your elbow. You can have some trauma that you've you know injured the nerve. Everybody knows that kind of funny bone area. The funny bone uh, sensation is you actually just hitting a nerve that's... Uh, almost superficial. It's pretty close to the surface. That's why you can kind of bump your elbow on something and get that tingling sensation. That can cause some pain in the elbow. And again, that's why we spend so much time taking your history, discussing with you what your symptoms are, so I can make sure that I have an accurate diagnosis, which will allow me to treat the condition properly. So what are we doing? Again, that activity modification. Let's change the mechanics or the action of what is causing uh, the symptoms. With these uh, overuse things, I see a lot of desk workers, people that do a lot of mouse work. Um, they get this a lot. So maybe we get them with one of those thumb wheel mouses uh, or mice, I guess, that you're not having to move your arm or wrist so much and making sure that your hand is in a neutral position and you don't have your wrist kind of cocked up or down so much all day. Mm -hmm. Again, the people that are using computers 8, 9, 10 hours a day, the setup of their desk and the ergonomic setup of that is really, really important because of the amount of time they're going to spend on that all week. Yeah, I do six hours a day now here at the station right here at this spot where I'm standing. And, uh, you know, I'll sit for some point, um, but it's not really ergonomic that way. So I usually have to stand. Um, but, yeah, the I'm ergonomics. Looking at you, yeah, exactly. Look at my right wrist. Now. It's completely uh, tweaked in this direction. And if I really want to get in a comfortable spot, I kind of have to bend my knees yeah, down a little we'll bit. Yeah, get you so, squatting. Okay. Yeah, the screens are all be... straight. So, yeah, at home, though, I've got, you know, the ergonomic uh, wrist brace. Yeah, and there the, you go. And the mouse pad that has mm -hmm. the huge bubble on the back so that, that the wrist can just lay there and the, the hand Neutral position. Without, yeah. Yep. So that, that that's really important, especially for me from drumming my whole life and then being on, you know, a mouse on a computer all day. It's just those repetitive motions for decades are just really starting to kind of show up. I know? would definitely really say hurt. the the radio station could we could do some work. I maybe I'll have to come up here and yeah. do an ergonomics talk one day yeah. because we could definitely use this as a good example of uh mm -hmm. how how we get some of these injuries. Yeah. If you have any questions this morning, uh go ahead and send them on in 437-1620 News Radio 923 Informative Local Dependable. This is the Pensacola Expert Panel with the Neal Clinic Ben McMillan. Yeah, we had a listener text in um quite a lot uh a lot of questions uh, about what's what's going on with some chiropractors. Um, they wanted to know about maybe some nutrition, uh, you know, with somebody that doesn't have a dietary license, um, newborn manipulation, sleep habit, uh, and exercise. 
Uh, let's see what else they wanted. Uh, x-ray reading. It's only a 30-minute show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we got I'm a lot of stuff <laughs> going on here. Um, okay, so a couple things they were asking about or, or mentioned is flattening or straightening of your cervical spine. Um, your cervical spine, your spine in general, uh, has a definitive shape to it. It should have a what we call like a normal uh, curvature to it. We've got uh, kyphotic and lordotic curves in our spine. If our spines were, you know, if you just draw a line straight up and down with no curve to it at all, and that's the way our spine was structured, gravity and us being bipedal and walking on two feet would have a tremendous impact on that because we'd be putting so much pressure on those discs without that sigmoid curve having the ability to act as a shock absorber, right? Like if you think of um, things like a shocks or in your car, right? They're all curved. You wouldn't use a flat shock system to try and absorb any of that pressure. You want something that's got some springiness to it, which is why our spines are curved. There are things that we do over time. Uh, you know, a lot of computer use, a lot of cell phone use. Sometimes injuries can cause this straightening of your cervical spine, uh, a reduction in that cervical lordosis is what we would see on a radiology report. Those things can have quite a bit of an impact on where you're going to develop arthritis over time. Uh, you're going to put more strain on those joints than they're designed to have, and that's where you're going to build up those bone spurs over time. Um, you know, they, they were asking about uh, mobilizing the spine um, and, and the research from this stuff. The, the research for chiropractic care is an interesting one. I get this question a lot more in some of the uh, conventions and when we start talking with uh, PTs. And researching uh, physical medicine is a little different than the traditional research model for taking a medication. It's pretty easy to blind or double blind these studies with a pill because you can have a similar pill. It looks One's a sugar pill, one's the actual medication. The doctor doesn't know which one they're giving the patient. The patient doesn't know which one they're taking. Whereas with this chiropractic care, you typically are going to know whether you saw the chiropractor and they adjusted your back or you just laid on the table for a second and never saw the chiropractor and they didn't do anything, which makes it really difficult to study. Um, and that's one of the, the interesting things. But there is a ton of research out there now about chiropractic manipulations. And, you know, that's really the first line of defense is, you know, education and spinal manipulation for chronic low back pain, for acute low back pain. Those are the things that everybody is recommending now. They don't want you taking opioids. They don't want you just doing complete bed rest. That's kind of the thing of the past, you know, where we had this sedentary uh, mentality and, hey, I just don't want to hurt. Turns out all those medications were really, really bad for not just you, but for our society in general. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that has really changed, I'd say, over the last 10 to 15 years is the amount of research that's come out about chiropractic care. Again, my background's in biology. That's why I love reading all these new research studies, talking about this, these things. Uh, I appreciate you texting in these questions because it's important that uh, you know people understand a lot about their healthcare and they make informed choices. Uh, that's the biggest thing. We had another listener text in a question about uh, they had an ulnar nerve problem, um, and Dr. Neal, who uh, I worked with previously before he retired, said he needed to go see. Uh, a surgeon and an MR and get an MRI um, before they would really do anything uh, because their hand was going numb. Uh, and again, that MRI probably showed something going on in their elbow. That ulnar nerve typically gets into the P3 
pinky and ring and middle finger more so than the thumb and index finger. That's more the median nerve. But, um, you know, that's, that's why we do these consultations. Sometimes your issue is not a chiropractic issue. Sometimes they have to, you know, look into what exactly is going on. They do something called an ulnar nerve transposition. If that ulnar nerve is being compressed because of an injury, because of arthritis, the chiropractic adjustment really isn't going to undo that arthritis. Maybe they do have to shave off some of those bone spurs. Maybe they do have an injury that uh, is not a chiropractic case. And that's when we refer out to orthopedic surgeons, to neurosurgeons. That's why we look at these images because chiropractors don't have x-ray vision, right? We can't see through your body even during that consultation, no matter how hard I try. That's not something that's going to happen. Let's get back to this uh, epicondylitis issue. The other things that we can do to manage these, aside from activity modification, we work on uh, making sure we're stretching and strengthening the muscles around that area. There's something called an eccentric exercise, which are uh, strengthening the muscles by adding an increased load as they lengthen, which is typically not the way we think about doing an exercise. Um, I'm going to use a bicep curl for an example for this one, right? Everybody knows, you know, if you want to get a bigger bicep, that muscle on your arm, you start with your arms down by your side and you have something heavy in your hand and you kind of bring your palm up towards your shoulder and do that bicep curl. That's called a concentric movement. Uh, again, where your bicep is going from an elongated position and then as you move your hand closer to your shoulder, it's getting shorter and shorter. What we would do with these tendinopathies uh, is we would do kind of the opposite move. We'd start with that weight up high up by your shoulder, and we'd have you slowly lower that. It increases the strain on the muscle and tendon as the muscle lengthens. We typically use a lot lighter weight for that, and it's been shown that those will really help those tendonitis conditions, those tendinopathies, a lot more so than the concentric exercises. And so knowing, you know, what exercises to do and how to do them properly are, again, that's, that's one of the things that we can do to help you help yourself with these conditions from home. I, I've had a buddy of mine that reminds me of a funny story. Uh, he would go to the gym and, um, you know, he would probably get Burger King or something on the way there. I mean, he just really was not fully into the whole aspect of working out, but he thought, well, if my biceps are huge, then I'll look like I work out and I'll, I'll be, you know, more attractive. Uh, so he would just come in and just do biceps and just do the heaviest weight he could do as many times as he could do. And then he would go back to doing whatever. <laughs> and it just looked ridiculous after a while. But I'm sure he has a lot of like arm pain now from uh, just lifting the heaviest weight that he can and just working that one muscle group. Um, I've been trying to really just lower the weight and lower the resistance and do more reps and just, you know, I just feel better that way. I'm not as sore. Uh, it doesn't take me as long to recover. And, uh, you know, like we were talking about me being a drummer and, you know, marching drum corps when I was a kid and just all the, the, the abuse that I've put my joints and muscles through over the years, it, you know, it just, it pops back up and I can't, you know, I can't continue to do that damage uh, in, in, at my age because the repair is just not there. The it takes not there. longer for us to heal as we age, making oh, yeah. sure that, uh, again, a lot of us are first introduced, I'd say, to, to weightlifting and exercising, right, maybe through middle school or high school, and we have this ego, this bravado, and you want to get into the gym and lift the heaviest possible thing. Uh, you know, we're not really concerned about form. We're trying to squeeze this in as adults into this busy schedule we already have. We don't have enough time to really stretch, to warm up, you know, slowly increase this resistance. We just want to get in there, get it done and get out. 
and again, sometimes we need to take a step back and look at our goals. You know, are you trying to be like an Arnold Schwarzenegger? Are we trying to be a bodybuilder or do you just want to have, you know, good cardiovascular health? Make sure you have enough musculature to, you know, sustain your body as we age. Uh, you know, that's one of the best things people can do is just keep moving. If you're not trying to be a bodybuilder um, and get that physique change, you know, we probably don't need to be using a lot of those uh, really isolated machines. We need to be doing some full body movements. But again, we have to build up to that. Don't think you can get in the gym and just load up these, uh, you know, a squat bar and start doing heavy weighted squats or even light weighted squats. You're going to have a significant amount of muscle soreness. So making sure that you're using, uh, you know, a physical therapist, a chiropractor, a trainer that understands where you are and what your goals are is a really good way to kind of start into that because that's, you know, really an integral part of what I believe is so beneficial about chiropractic care. As a chiropractor, we're able to use our hands or tools to help alleviate some of the muscle and joint pain with those traditional chiropractic adjustments. And then we're going to educate you on what you can do in order to decrease your chances of having these symptoms pop up over and over again, right? Are you somebody that sits at a desk all the time? Well, you know, bending down and touching your toes for 30 seconds every other day is really not enough uh, stretching and movement that's really going to make a big difference in your world, right? Uh, oh, it's not? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I get I, that a lot. I got to you know? do a little bit more than <laughs> And And that's a big thing. You know, you can do a ton of stretching in 10 minutes. I, You know, you'd be bored of stretching in that amount of time. But it's making sure that you're consistent with that stuff and making sure you're doing the right stretches. Because most of the time, people fall into this predictable pattern of we do the stretches that we like to do. We don't stretch the stuff that's tight because it's a little more difficult to do and it's challenging. We're going to stretch the stuff that we've, again, the toe touches, uh, maybe some quad stretches. But are you doing anything to stretch your hips or make sure you're getting mobilization through your back after you sat for an hour and a half or, you know, God forbid, four or five, six hours at a time for some of these people that have these sedentary jobs. That's one of the best things that you can do is really make sure that you're helping yourself throughout your daily life. Because again, you'll be in the chiropractor's office, you know, a few times a week initially, and then maybe more than that. But there's things you need to do on your own that we'll talk about during your consultation, during those appointments, that's a really important part of your treatment plan. And I love it when my patients come in and, and have the ability to ask questions about, you know, is this the proper way I should do that? Uh, you know, I'm going to this doctor, this is what they recommended. What are your thoughts? If it's something I don't know, again, I love looking into the research. I, I'll print those articles out. I'll give it to you. Uh, it's just something I'm interested in. And I find that patients that are informed about their health care choices make better decisions and get better results. And again, that's not just my opinion. That's what all of the research says out there. That's why when you go to your doctor's office, they'll probably have pamphlets or information that they'll send you home because they found that the more you understand about your healthcare and about your condition and about the treatments, the better results they have. Even if they do the same thing, if you just understand more about it, you'll probably get better faster than if they didn't explain any of it, which is, again, just a fascinating part of uh, human anatomy and how our bodies actually work. Or I, I find it interesting at least. Oh yeah. Jake's giving me that sign. I'm, I'm almost uh, running out of time yeah. today. I yeah. hope everybody has a great weekend. Thank you all for texting in the questions this morning. It's always fun when listeners participate in the show. Again, my name is Dr. Ben McMillan with the Neal Clinic. We're located on Creighton Road right across the street from that Walmart. 
My phone number is 850-479-2700. If you didn't have a chance to uh, text your question in this morning or you want my opinion on your case, give Jamie a call. Tell her Dr. McMillan told you to schedule your consultation. Jake, I appreciate you having me up on the air again this morning. I hope you have a great weekend as well. You as well, sir. Thank you. Ben McMillan of the Neal Clinic, neoclinic.com, 479-2700. Give him a call today. Thank you very much for being here. We'll be right back with more Pensacola Expert Panel right after Fox News. 